98K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. Carrie Lam says the SAR will follow Beijing's lead to decide which parts of the mainland are covered by a quarantine-free travel scheme. There's a warning that the window is closing fast for people to get a shot of the vaccine they prefer. And after Hong Kong's warmest May Day ever, a former observatory scientist says climate change means it will get even hotter. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has defended a policy U-turn that will allow quarantine-free entry from Guangdong. Health authorities here announced on Saturday that Guangdong would be excluded from the Return to HK travel scheme after a COVID case was found there. Hours later, that decision was reversed. Speaking at her weekly briefing, Mrs Lam said it wasn't fair to quarantine all arrivals from Guangdong when only a small district was affected. The mainland is such a large place and the National Health Commission manages confirmed cases with a small district-based approach. Our country in these 1.5 years has been praised or used as a good example for the world for sealing off a small district and testing everyone inside before letting them go out. So under these circumstances, the return to HK scheme should not be changed in a broad-based manner, even when considering the risk to public health, especially when many Hong Kong residents in Guangdong Will be affected. She said that from now on the SAR would follow the mainland's list of medium and high risk places to decide where would be excluded from the return to HK scheme. Leading microbiologist Hopak Leung said this was a good move as Hong Kong didn't have enough information to make timely decisions on its own. Mrs Lam also said the government would wait some time before making district councillors take an oath of allegiance as many of them were resigning. She said the oath-taking would take place when the situation stabilised. But Southern District Councillor Paul Zimmerman said the government should set a date now. To me, that's somewhat strange. If you if you have if you have uh, feel the need that there is an oath-taking required, then just then just do it. Uh, <laughs> I think the argument of not uh, of not doing it now because you wait for people to resign. I mean, uh, people once you announce the the date and the timing, then. Uh, and people will make up their mind uh, very quickly. A member of the COVID vaccination task force is urging people to get inoculated, saying the doses that Hong Kong now has may be all it can get for the rest of the year. Dr Thomas Zeng, the former controller of the Centre for Health Protection, said Hong Kong was lucky that it had vaccines for everyone, yet its take-up rate was only around 20% because of a false perception that it wasn't safe. He urged people not to take a wait-and-see approach in case the vaccines weren't available at a later stage. The vaccines all have expiry dates. They cannot be used after the expiry date. And the community vaccination centres will be on tag according to present plans. They're going to cease operation after September. So we only have maybe a three-month window to get vaccinated if you are considering the on tag. After that, it may be much more difficult. And the whole world is scrambling for vaccines, and it is not just like that we can buy a vaccine overnight and we have it. What we have is probably all we've got for the rest of the year. Organisers of the annual June 4th candlelight vigil have called on police not to use the pandemic as a reason to ban its rally in Victoria Park, saying the SAR's COVID situation is stable. The group is holding discussions with police at North Point Police Station to seek approval for a vigil next week. It promises to abide by social distancing rules and to gather in groups of no more than four people. Lo Wei Meng is a standing committee member of the Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China. The COVID-19 has been softened. 
around a month. So uh, we are hoping the police would accept this situation and let us to arrange and organize a lawful and safe assembly for the Hong Kong people to mourn the June 4th massacre. The head of the Hong Kong Journalists Association says it is disturbing that RTHK has hired an outside team to produce its LegCo Review television series. The public broadcaster made the announcement last night after the producers inserted a clip of a running event commemorating the 1989 Tiananmen crackdown into its latest edition without management approval. Management said it was investigating as the run had nothing to do with LegCo or issues discussed in the programme. Mr Young said the move was totally disproportionate. What's the big deal? Is there a complaint? If not, then it's even more worrying that uh, it is another case of self-censorship by the management. It gives an impression that they are finding an excuse to get rid of the uh, production team, which is quite worrying and certainly damaging to the whole station itself. If management has zero trust in the production team, it simply won't work and will cause more problems, never-ending problems. A former assistant director of the observatory is warning Hong Kong to brace for a sweltering summer after the SAR reported its hottest May Day ever on Sunday. Leung Wing Mo says the warmer temperatures are a clear sign of climate change driven by carbon emissions from the use of devices such as air conditioners. Speaking on RTHK's Backchat programme this morning, he said the number of very hot days where temperatures go above 33 degrees could increase to more than 50 this year. Last year, we already have 47, and then a year before. So this is very, very exceptional, because in the old days, if we use the long-term average, it should be about 10 days. So this is a totally outlier. The trend is very alarming. Overseas, European Union leaders have agreed to ban Belarusian airlines and have told EU carriers not to fly over Belarus after a flight within the bloc was diverted to Minsk and a journalist arrested. The EU also said it would extend targeted economic sanctions against the Belarusian authorities in response to Roman Protasevich's detention on Sunday. Ursula von der Leyen is president of the European Commission. The European Council decided that there will be additional sanctions on individuals that are involved in the hijacking, but this time also on businesses and economic entities that are financing this regime. President Biden has described Belarus's actions as outrageous. Mr. Protasevich has appeared in a video apparently confessing to organising mass protests against the Belarusian president. In a statement, he says he's being treated correctly and is cooperating with investigators. His father, Dmitry, does not believe his son appeared voluntarily. I think he was forced. It's not his words. It's not his intonation of speech. He's acting very reservedly, and you can see he's nervous. It's very likely that his nose is broken, because the shape of it has changed, and all the left side of his face has powder on it. And my son can't admit to creating mass disorder because he just didn't do any such thing. Scientists have partially restored the eyesight of a man from France who was completely blind with the help of microscopic algae. The new gene therapy called optogenetics is based on the proteins the algae use to swim towards light. These proteins were added to the man's retina. Wearing special goggles, he was able to make out stripes on a pedestrian crossing. The vision was blurry and limited, 
but life-changing. Dr. Zose Alain Sahel is from the Institute of Vision in Paris. This patient initially, I think, was a bit frustrated because it took a long time between the injection and the time he started to see something. But uh, when he started to report spontaneously that he was able to see the, the white stripes to come across the street, uh, you can imagine that he was very excited. Everyone was excited. The Australian government has been accused of prioritising celebrities over thousands of separated families during the pandemic. Australia closed its borders to most foreign nationals in March 2020 and has limited the return of its own citizens. But many celebrities and sports stars have been able to travel under special exemptions. The BBC's Phil Mercer reports. Zac Efron, Matt Damon and Julia Roberts are among the Hollywood stars seeking refuge from the pandemic in Australia, where the coronavirus has been contained. But the Greens Party says celebrities are getting special treatment to the detriment of Australians stranded abroad by strict COVID-19 border measures. Foreign actors and athletes need an exemption, and the authorities insist there is no bias in favour of wealthy travellers. The fugitive Italian mafia boss Rocco Marabeto has been arrested in Brazil. He's one of the leaders of the Andrangheta, the Calabrian Mafia, and was involved in major drug trafficking operations from South America to Europe. Here's the BBC's Leonardo Rocha. Morabito, who's in his 50s, has been on the run since the mid-1990s. He lived for many years in Uruguay and was arrested there two years ago, but managed to escape from jail after allegedly bribing prison officials. Morabito, who was known as the cocaine king of Milan, was arrested in the seaside city of João Pessoa in the northeast of Brazil. The operation involved not only Brazilian and Italian police, but also the FBI in the United States. He's expected to be extradited to Italy to spend the rest of his life behind bars. US Olympic officials say they're confident that athletes will be able to take part safely in the Tokyo Games, despite US government advice not to, to travel to Japan because of the coronavirus. Here's the BBC's Will Grant. A new surge of coronavirus in Japan led the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to issue new guidance. Travelers should avoid all travel to Japan, said the CDC, adding even fully vaccinated travelers may be at risk for getting and spreading COVID-19 variants. The advice, however, is unlikely to affect any plans for Team USA to compete. Within hours, the US Olympic and Paralympic Committee clarified its intention to travel to the Games as planned, saying it felt sufficiently confident in the mitigation practices in place for its athletes and staff. Finance, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,765. That's 350 points up on the previous close. Currency is the US dollar trading at 108.68 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 22 cents. And the pound will get you exactly 11 Hong Kong dollars. In sport, the Real Madrid captain Sergio Ramos has been left out of Spain's squad for the rescheduled European Football Championship. The 35-year-old, who won the World Cup in 2010, has been struggling with a knee injury and has played just one game since the end of March. His absence means there are no players from Real Madrid, picked by Luis Enrique for this summer's delayed tournament. Samra Hunter is a presenter on La Liga TV. 
in 2021. He's only featured in five games. Three of them, he's been able to complete the full 90 minutes. And as Luis Enrique says, he hasn't been able to train properly with the group. He hasn't been able to compete properly with the group. And the thing about Luis Enrique is, is that he always chooses his selection based on merit. And he'll take those who are the fittest. It doesn't have to do necessarily with loyalty. But it's also true that this is a new period, we could say, a new era that's being um, ushered in of a lot of young players. Only seven out of the 24 that he has taken have experience at this level and can be considered veterans of the squad. Uh, the rest have never been able to be parts of a, of a major tournament like this before. So it is big news. The England manager Gareth Southgate will announce his provisional squad today before cutting it down to 26 players next week. One player expected to feature is the Manchester City midfielder Phil Foden. He started for the winning England team at the Under-17 World Cup in India four years ago and feels his experience at that tournament has prepared him well for senior competition. Obviously there was a lot of fans in the stadium when I was under-17 in the, in the final so it helps you live the moments um, when you get to them stages to, to, to know what to expect and feel the pressure. So, so yeah, I think it definitely helps winning that back then. Foden's club boss at City, Pep Guardiola, has been voted the League Managers Association Manager of the Year. Guardiola led City to their third English Premier League title in four years and also won this year's English League Cup. They'll round off their campaign on Saturday when they take on Chelsea in the Champions League final. The former Nigeria international and Lille winger Peter Odenwingi believes that the new French champions can become a major force in Europe under manager Christophe Galtier. Lille were crowned league champions for the first time in 10 years after finishing one point above Paris Saint-Germain. Odenwingi believes their manager will stay on and lead the club to more success. It doesn't get uh, better than this feeling. Top of French football is a hero in a way now, and uh, he should enjoy. In my opinion, I think he would. He should enjoy uh, one season at least. If he has ambitions to co- ambitions to go coach big big clubs, that's uh, good, of course, understandable. But another big surprise he could uh, do in Champions League next year if he is able to strengthen further his squad or use uh, what he has because you know they've proven to be. A very, very good squad. In the NHL playoffs, the New York Islanders have the edge in their first round series against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Josh Bailey struck in the second overtime period to give them a 3-2 victory. They lead the series by the same score. The winners will face the Boston Bruins. In Canada, the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Montreal Canadiens 2-1 to give them a 2-1 series lead. In the NBA playoffs, the Milwaukee Bucks took a 2-0 series lead with a 132-98 victory over the Miami Heat. The Denver Nuggets levelled up their series against the Portland Trailblazers at one game each. To end the news, the top stories again. Carrie Lam says the SAR will follow Beijing's lead to decide which parts of the mainland are covered by a quarantine-free travel scheme. There's a warning that the window is closing fast for people to get their preferred vaccine. And after Hong Kong's warmest May Day ever, a former observatory scientist says it's going to get even hotter. The news from RTHK. Maybe we're all different, but we're still the same. We all got the blood of Eden running through our veins. I know sometimes it's hard for you to see You're caught between just who you are and who you want to be
And welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, the twenty-fifth of May is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan for the morning brew. 
We have a jam-packed program for you this afternoon. We're going to start today's program by hearing about the latest survey results on young people's well-being. And that includes the effects of academic pressure as well as bullying at school. And we'll be joined by Carol Sito, who is the CEO of Save the Children Hong Kong. And we hope to bring you that interview via Facebook. So do join us there if you can. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. And after the 2 o'clock news, Tuesday reporter Andrew Dembina is back with us this week with some global updates.